0: Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association.
1: Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Thanks for listening to AFR. Today's Tuesday, November the 15th, and um, joining me in studio on this Tuesday, November the 15th, is Ed Vitagliano. Good morning, Ed. Hey, good morning, Tim. How you doing, brother Ed? Hey, I'm doing good. Thank you for asking. I care. <laughs> Fred Jackson. Good morning, Fred. You care. I do. Yeah. I have a big heart. I know you do.
2: And, and, uh, I, I would say I you care.
0: do. I in care. fact, I've seen it. I've seen it up up close. I, I, I'm, I'm serious. You think you think a joke's coming, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> we we do joke around a lot, folks. But uh, I've been a, a, in the pastorate, one form or another, for for many many years, and I do recognize a good heart. You have the same heart your dad, Reverend Don Wildman, has for our employees. You care a lot about the people who work here, and yes. our listeners and stuff, of course. But so hey. I, you, you do. Uh, there's no joke. No, you don't have to worry about the other shoe dropping. No sarcastic
1: comment. A happy team is more productive. Yeah, I look at it here, huh? Absolutely. Zig Ziglar said that. I think. I wouldn't remember doubt the late it. Zig. Ziglar? Oh yeah, he was great at. I've read read his book and yeah.
0: I, you know, I, I was see you tried... at the top. Yes, did try... you see him at the top? Did, <laughs> did. you ever get to? <laughs> I did. Huh? There's some people that even Zig Ziglar can't help.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you weren't. Terms, you were I think that was meant success. for sales, but it was also meant yeah. for
0: life. I tried memorizing a lot of those because he had some great one liners. I tried memorize even as a young man. I just go, I can't. Is that what he said? What it was? Was it? What was it he said? That was so good, and I just could never. For remember.
1: those who don't know, Zig Ziglar was a very popular. Um, motivational speaker
2: yeah i guess
1: you could say back in the 60s 70s and 80s and also uh just a devout christian man yeah and uh, by the way chris woodward welcome chris Good morning. and uh but he would uh, he would he would drop notes to my dad often and encourage him oh wow Uh, he was a big fan of our work here at afa wow uh zig ziglar was he passed away i don't know 10 years ago, maybe, maybe longer, 15, 10, 15 years ago, I think he passed. Uh, native Mississippian. Uh, yeah, he was. And uh, uh,
0: Well, he died He died 10 years ago, okay, 2012, years ago. Plano, Texas. Yeah. Zig Ziglar.
1: Zig Ziglar. You, that's a name you don't forget, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris Woodward, good morning to you, good sir. Good morning. Uh, let's see, Jenna Ellis will be joining us mm-hmm. at the bottom of the hour. We we're so excited that Jenna is going to uh, take our morning slot from 7 to 8 o'clock Central Time here on AFR coming up um, January the 2nd, I think she starts. Yeah, January 2nd. Uh, Jay Christian Adams is filling in uh, for us some now. And, uh, Fred, you'll be doing Fridays. Correct. During that hour until Jenna takes over full time. Uh, Sandy Rios is switching over to podcasts starting in January. And uh, we love Sandy. She's still going to serve as our director of governmental affairs. But uh, Sandy, for 10 years, was uh, our own air personality from seven to eight o'clock central time each weekday morning. And uh, she came to me about a month ago and said, "I, I I'm tired." <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Listen, I, I'm like, what
0: took you so long? Right. She gets up at four in the morning. I know. Starts getting you know sound bites
1: and. and Glad solo scares. too.
3: Woo.
0: Fred well, that, gets up at
1: three. Fred knows that. Fred
0: flies so. <laughs> I know
3: open. that from my emails. You know, <laughs> yeah, I go to bed.
1: I go to bed at twelve thirty. You know that from mine, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I do. But I know I've known Fred for years, and I'm just going to tell you right now, he is no Sandy Rio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, he's probably glad too. We, we believe in the we believe in the male female distinction That's here right. at AFA. That's we don't have right. uh, a bunch right. of pronouns or um, things of that nature. Uh, Christopher Woodward, yes, have the Republicans. Uh, got enough House members to become the majority party yet?
3: Not quite yet, but they are headed Democrats that way. Democrats still counting? They are still <laughs> counting for reasons no one can explain. Uh, but the uh, the latest count today, I'm looking at Fox. NBC has a similar number here. Uh, House Republicans, uh, Republicans currently have 217 seats in the House compared to Democrats 205. 218 is the magic number, if you will. So Republicans are 1. Um, election result away from controlling the House, which is what people thought they would do how many ever months and, ago. And
1: how many uh, House seats are still outstanding?
3: It's about a dozen. Thirteen.
1: Yeah. Thir- Baker's dozen. Thirteen, and they need one. Right.
2: Yeah. Uh, Fox was just going through some of these in California that uh, the voting is still going on, but the ones they went through, the Republicans are uh, well in the lead. So that's why NBC yesterday actually called for uh, the House of the Republicans so 24 hours ago so Well despite the I would say uh, elation from the left
1: mm-hmm. on Tuesday night mm-hmm. uh, they're still going to lose the House of Representatives yes that's a big blow
2: mm-hmm.
1: to to the Democrats yes and uh, who who knows who the House speaker will be you know Kevin McCarthy's been the House minority speaker the republicans but he may be challenged yes you know there's a there's going to be well he's going to be challenged yes one
2: fellow already announced what's the gentleman's name and the other thing we have to remember too uh the popular vote the the republicans had six million more votes than democrats across the country if you told them all up told them all six million more that is not a small figure what right. To consider a national election. Also, the Democrats are going
1: to maintain control of the United States Senate. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if Herschel Walker wins the runoff, it'll be 50-50. It's 50-49 Democrats right now. Uh, but that's nowhere near a filibuster-proof number, number one. Number two is the Republicans had much more to lose this election cycle in the Senate than the Democrats. Next time around, two years from now, the Democrats are going to have twice as much, right? Uh, twice as many incumbents to have to defend their seats. So uh, I know that it was some expected it to be a, a red wave or a bloodbath for the Democrats on Tuesday night, and that didn't turn out to be true. But it still wasn't good. No. And— What's, what's looming ahead in two years is, uh, you know, c- could be really bad for the Democrats. Yes. Uh,
0: By the way, Arizona Representative
1: Andy Biggs
0: is who is planning on challenging House Republican Leader Kevin McCarthy for the GOP nomination to be Speaker of the House.
3: Biggs is a member of the uh, Freedom Caucus, uh, so he would, <laughs> I guess, have the support of some members of the Freedom Caucus, probably including Jim Jordan. You know, it it's it's very difficult
0: to overthrow a on either side to overthrow a party leader in the House or Senate. Sure it is, yeah. A, a, because you, they got to be later for a reason. Yes. They get they are able to they have a lot of connections, a lot of promises, a lot of things given in exchange for support. So um it, it, anyway, that will be for the GOP uh leadership for the House members to decide.
3: Did Something sp- I'm uh, curious to see is whether or not Republicans come together and figure out okay what failed as far as our messaging in the midterms and what can we do to make things right come 2024. Uh some people had said, "Yeah, you talked about how inflation was bad, but you never really told me how you were going to fix it." Uh so they and then of course abortion can't. brought people <laughs> out as well. You're right. They, I
1: mean I just I'm just I'm just I'm just sharing my heart. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Drilling for more there, there's, oil would somewhat there, help. There's no, uh, nothing uh, The
1: Republicans. The uh, only thing that that the Republicans could do is maybe st- help stop the bleeding, in terms of more spending that the Democrats might want to want to do, which would lead to more inflationary numbers. Uh, I think uh, Jeff Bezos yesterday, the Amazon founder. Right. I don't care for his politics necessarily, but he's a smart man. Yes. Well, he's beyond smart. <laughs> he, he's in the genius uh, category. Yeah. And he's he's saying, you know, we're going to have to go through a recession. That's what he's saying. Yeah. And they're laying off a lot of folks. Right. Uh, the, the So big social media is laying off. Uh, Facebook, also the same thing. Uh-huh. So um, almost everybody's saying, I don't know what that means. The next six months, a year, and I don't know how bad a recession it will be. But I guess that mean doesn't that mean basically a general slowdown of the
2: economy? Isn't, yeah. that, isn't that what it means? With- yeah, When interest rates go up, uh, people, for example, uh, hold off buying a house because they don't want to pay 8 or 9% for a 30-year mortgage. So that slows down the building materials and construction. It
0: Appliances,
2: it, all that kind it of It just all goes down the ladder. Uh, and then companies, because they're not producing as much, start laying people off. Gotcha. Uh, it, it's just a, like a train wreck, basically. Uh, you know, to to your point, by the way, excellent
0: uh, economic analysis there on that because – Thank you. Come on, Fred, uh, not me. Fred,
1: uh, I, uh, uh, I went straight through kindergarten. I was, I just, I got I was tracking right along with. I you just there. was going to use the word. It might be bad. <laughs> yes, <laughs>
0: yes. Well, that too. Yeah. Um, I was going to. I was going to say. You know, the reality in Washington D.C. and maybe this is kind of a good thing. I don't know. It's debatable, but our country is so split. I don't think either party can get much done unless you have the White House. The House of Representatives and a filibuster proof majority in the Senate. And I don't know for the foreseeable future when that is going to happen again, but you cannot move on your agenda items unless you have that kind of mandate. And right now, they basically are split right down the middle and very little gets done.
1: I think all you can do in that situation, if you have a slim majority, is uh, pass. Uh, one bill annually having to do with finances. That's through reconciliation. Right. That's what President Trump used and the Republicans to pass the deregulation and tax cuts Mm -hmm. that many people attribute to spurring the economy during the Trump years, right? So, uh, you can do that, but that's only once a year. Yeah. Uh, Now, the downside of the Democrats maintaining control of the Senate is that President Biden will be able for at least two more years to push through these um, j- uh, federal judges that hmm. they're, lo- they're going to be all lefties, right? Yeah. So uh, had the Republicans, let's say, taken a 52 or 53 vote, then they could have blocked some of those people. Yeah. But that's not going to happen.
2: And here's hoping point. Clarence Thomas delays his retirement. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a stalwart of uh, for
0: constitutional I think he will. he'll wait i think unless I think and, and barring some sort of health mm-hmm. emergency i think he'll wait to see if a republican which both sides do that liberals and conservatives on the supreme court they wait that was part of the reason why people were angry at um ginsburg yeah yes at, at uh, ginsburg because she didn't she didn't step down or retire while Obama was president.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, she waited till she passed away. Yes, she did to retire. Yep. Um, all right. So Jenna Ellis will be with us at the mm-hmm. bottom of the hour. Steve all next hour. Okay. Now that we know that the Republicans are going to take the House of Representatives, yes. it just from uh, by what number we don't know yet. It's going to be a small uh, um, majority. And then you got the uh, leadership position there, and and Kevin McCarthy will he be the Speaker of the House or not? That remains to be seen. But I guess they'll vote in the next week or two, mm-hmm. right? Of course, it's not
0: an official call yet, right? Except for
3: NBC. NBC did. NBC yes. House it was still holding out this morning. Yeah. Okay.
2: Uh, they're being cautious, so it's going to get really boring. Uh, Political. Oh, wait a minute. Okay. There is this gentleman who's going to make an announcement tonight
3: <laughs> yeah I might have heard of him
2: uh, at yeah. eight, eight o'clock central is he going through with that oh yeah, yeah.
3: okay eight o'clock. some people
1: said he might delay it because of the senate race in georgia i think he was i think some
0: republicans
2: were going to ask him
3: but he's already i well, think democrats he'll, he'll have the majority now so yeah. it's like yes yeah.
2: eight o'clock tonight central from his club down at palm beach uh former president trump
1: <clears throat> well that'll be uh you know, you're talking about two years in advance. Of course, the primaries for the Republicans and the Democrats uh, will be in the. Am I right? It's the spring of a, of the election year. Is that right? No, I think the primaries start in January.
0: Don't yeah, they? Iowa
3: caucuses, New Hampshire of the uh, election year, year of twenty four. It's just around say? the
1: corner. Oh, oh you, you said mean that's in spring? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, you mean uh, they? But 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 the primaries start. A, the the uh the calendar election year yes date yes 2024 yes. January 2020 there was some talk I think in 2016
0: one of the states wanted to jump in front of Iowa and New Hampshire which would have put them in
1: December of 2015 I, And I think party yes, leadership everybody could, wants uh, to be first yes in getting out there now this is going to be very interesting mm-hmm. <laughs> or as my dad used to say, used to say interesting uh <laughs> Because should Trump announce tonight, as it's as expected, will he have ch- a challenger or challengers for the Republican uh, pre- presidential side? And uh, a lot of people are saying Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida is that guy. Uh, maybe others. Uh, I think Mike Pompeo, the former uh, Secretary of State under President Trump, he Mike, might throw Mike his Pence. hat in the ring.
0: I think Mike, Mike Pence, Pence uh, like uh, the
1: former vice president, he might. Uh, Nikki Haley, the former governor of South Carolina, and UN ambassador to President Trump. for President Trump, she might. Senator Tim Scott from South Carolina. I just wonder, is President mm-hmm. Trump, he's got sp- several folks right there who worked in his administration yeah. Oh yeah, who might run against him. He's going to have to get really clever with some some names for them all. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and I, I don't know what you do with a woman. I mean, Crooked Hillary, that worked. What do you do yeah. with Nikki Haley? Yeah. Well, you know, a part of his problem is going to
0: be he, he can't he can't really talk about them being incompetent because he selected them to right. be in his cabinet. Yeah. Duly I, noted. I guess he could say, well, they were fine for that job, but not for the top spot. I mean, I'm sure that's what President, former President Trump, will be saying. I'm the right guy, person for the for the job. These others did great serving in my administration, but they're not qualified to go any higher.
1: Well, he'll make that announcement tonight, and quote, "So it begins."
2: Um, yeah. In advance, just yes, go in, ahead. In advance of his announcement tonight, he put out uh, over his social media network this statement: "Truth Social." Yep. "Quote: Hopefully tomorrow will turn out to be one of the most important days in the history of our country." Humbly, talking about today. Humbly said, he said, he said. We quote that again now. Hopefully tomorrow will turn out to be one of the most important days in the history of our country.
0: Okay. Well, he's and listen. He's he is a confident guy, and he he believes that what he is bringing to the table. And he believes that uh, is, is best for America. And he's the guy to, to lead it. I got to say, you have to have some ego
1: to run for president. If I'm not just talking about him, yeah, anybody, everybody. I think president Trump is working up that ego, (laughs) you know, it, it, huh? At some point the the ego will match. At some point it'll show up. (laughs) Yes. I'm not sure when exactly, but, uh, well, you know, we'll see what happens here. I, 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 We've talked about this before. I think a divorce is coming. You're talking about in the GOP? Don't throw things at the radio, people. don't, don't, don't cuss me out here in a Christian way. Even (laughs) I'm just telling you what I think is likely to happen in the Republican party. I think a lot of, uh, people who were with president Trump are now deciding he's not the way to go in 2024. And they're going to side up with somebody else, like Governor Ron DeSantis, uh, for example. But Governor DeSantis hasn't even announced he's going to run yet. Right, and he he may not, but you know, but but uh, things are pointing in that direction. Um, but he and- may wait.
0: He, you know, there's some talk that he might wait till May after the Florida Legislature does its.
1: Yeah, is finished with it. But he's got uh, a lot of work to do down in Florida with the yeah. hurricane recovery and everything like that. I'm just saying that uh, uh, it's not a shoe in, by any means, that President Trump uh, will be the Republican nominee. There's right. a there's a lot of, uh, vote, voters will have to decide that, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, so we'll we'll find out if if, if what what <clears throat> what happens. But uh, President Trump uh, has damaged himself
4: mm-hmm.
1: greatly. With him going after Ron DeSantis unnecessarily and Glenn Youngkin, the, uh, Glenn, right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. The governor of Virginia. Uh, he, you know, he name called DeSantis, uh, Ron De Sanctimonious. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's got a nickname for DeSantis and then he's got a, he said that Glenn Youngkin's name sounded Chinese. Yeah. I don't know sir, exactly what that meant. Uh, and he said that he had dirt on Ron DeSantis that he would release. Um, yeah. Uh, what else did he say?
3: He called Winsome Sears a funny Republican.
1: Winsome Sears, the Lieutenant Governor of of Virginia, said she couldn't support Trump a, a, another time. And then he said, "What did he say about her?" Uh, he said she was a funny Republican. Funny. I have
3: the audio of Winsome Sears here talking about Trump. If you want to play it.
1: Oh, about saying she couldn't support him. Yes. Uh, did we play that the other
3: day? We might have. It's been. It, she made these comments to Neil Cavuto last week. If we want to mention them, right? Well, uh, I think so. So when I
1: say President Trump has hurt himself, that's the the evidence I give is what I've just laid out. Yes. A lot of people are tired of the name calling. It was cute and funny for a while back there in sixteen, and crooked Hillary. Republicans don't get upset about that. Right. But Republicans, especially people who support President Trump otherwise, don't like him calling don't, – uh, don't like him going Marlon Brando on, 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 on the most popular Republican governor in the country. Yeah.
2: So uh, anyway, go ahead. Yeah, and there's also the bitterness with his former Vice President, Mike Pence, who, by the way, is releasing a book today. And that book is called So Help Me God and uh, former Vice President Pence in this book, and he's given some interviews in advance of the release of the book this morning. And, and basically he comes out and he blames President Trump for encouraging the actions, not the law-breaking, the actions mm-hmm. of those people who gathered in the nation's capital on January 6th. You mean for storming the capital? yes. He blames the president for building an emotion that led to those people going up the hill. And, that,
1: and sending them down there. Yes. Well, he did. Yeah. He did send them down there. Yeah. And he said he was going to go with them, and then he didn't.
2: Yes. And Penn says he tried to talk the president out of this. Out of what? Uh, out of encouraging that. He, he, he tried to reason with the president as to why he, as vice president, was going up to the hill to certify the vote. Trump was not listening, so it is a tell-all book of the last couple of days leading up to January sixth.
0: This is going to get a lot of play. His book because oh, yes. he's vice president, former vice president, front row seat to what happened. He never did go to to uh, Capitol Hill to testify to the January sixth Commission. No, no so but this
1: is basically the testimony.
0: So he he's. This is going to be there will be a lot of democrats who are going to seize on this and say aha uh, there will be republicans who are no longer supporting Trump who will say we'll see there oh. and then there will be those who consist continue to support president Trump who will say Pence is doing this only because he wants to be president so you're going to see all of that in the mix but this is this is this is pretty big stuff yes, when the is. former vice president writes a book as far as we know, criticized. Well, he was
1: he was a uh, boss. Picked, he was picked by President Trump, and he was loyal to President Trump very much so. For four years, he carried, uh, uh, you know, he was on, he, you know, President Trump's right hand man, so mm-hmm. to speak. Mm-hmm. as Vice President. Uh, I think he was selected to help shore up the Christian vote, the evangelical vote, uh, and it, you know, Pence because that, that Pence is himself an evangelical, a mm-hmm. uh, Christian, and he was a governor of a midwestern state too, so. But uh, yeah, so he, so the book comes out today. T- today uh,
2: was that planned? I guess uh, I don't. Well, it's a it's a Simon and Schuster publisher. Uh, I, I, who I, knows? I, yeah. I, I just think
1: President Trump now has a whole lot to overcome. I'm not saying he can't, uh, but I think his his he's got a whole lot to overcome to get the Republican nomination again. There, people aren't just going to bow down kiss the ring okay we'll be back momentarily uh, jenna ellis and let's uh, see steve jordal coming up at the bottom of the hour stay with the top of the hour stay with us forget about facebook the last 10 days we've been banned twice and is unbanning a word they put us under the ban christians and conservatives don't need you youtube banned one day Banned again. AFR programs are now live streaming on the AFA streaming app. Now you can get shows like today's issues straight from the
0: source. Put back on the next. Just say unbanned. Unbanned. Just search AFA streaming or visit streaming.afa.net to sign up.
1: Hello, everyone. Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. Hey, if you're looking for a vacation with a purpose in 2023, why don't you consider joining us on one of our Spiritual Heritage Tours. We're going to Washington, D.C., our nation's capital, and George Washington's Mount Vernon. And then we're also going to Jamestown, Williamsburg, and Yorktown. Those are two separate tours. June and September, we're going to go, and if you'd like more information on these, go to SpiritualHeritageTours.com SpiritualHeritageTours.com Stephen McDowell, the president of the Providence Foundation, and a a true American historian will be joining us for both of these tours. And you will be enlightened and encouraged and educated and informed. And you'll be joining Christians from all over America on one of our tours. Spiritualheritagetours.com is the website. Check it out.
5: Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Stern. Stand by for news and commentary next. The Great White Way is too white. That's according to the folks in charge of The Lion King. A white sign language interpreter was fired from his Broadway job because of his skin color. Heath Wan is one of two white people fired from the production by the nonprofit Theater Development Fund. Mr. Wan says he was told via email he was being replaced because of the current social climate, whatever that means. The New York Post obtained additional emails that called for the removal of all non black interpreters. Mr. Wans filed a federal lawsuit alleging discrimination. But this decision goes far beyond discrimination. It's racism. He was judged by the color of his skin. But if the new rule on Broadway is that actors must reflect the skin color of the characters they're portraying, well, that spells big trouble for the cast of Hamilton. Seems our founding fathers were mostly Lily White. I'm Todd Starnes. The Lord looks down from heaven on all mankind to see if there are any who understand, any who seek God. Psalm 14.2. American
0: Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at afr.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at afr.net. Now, back to more of Today's
2: Issues.
1: Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. So much going on. Um, you know, we, we said that uh, former President Trump is set to announce tonight he will run again for president. Let's see. We've got the Mike Pence, uh, the former vice president's book coming out today. The House of Representatives uh, will sometime today, I'm, I'm predicting, uh, that they will announce that they uh, formally, officially, that the uh, Republicans have taken over the House of Representatives. You're kind for, of going out on a limb. For there. the next two years. Yeah, they only lack one <laughs> seat, and they got how many chances ahead? 13. 13 races still it, uncalled,
2: yeah. at least on Fox.
1: 13 on. I don't know. Fred, they're still counting some 13 places, they're still counting. Yeah, I, I think horse and In life, a house, yeah. a
2: house seat. Yes, That's not a big president statewide election. That's a a, a, just a little house. They're, they're using horse and buggies to bring some of the ballots in from mm, some of the areas. Mm, mm. And then there's Arizona. Oh, they're
1: bringing them in with mules. <laughs> see what I did there? I got you that. Oh, yeah. There? Very good. Yeah. Very good. All right. So, anyway, a lot of, a lot of news happening today. And um, hopefully in the next few days we can st- – quit talking about politics so much, and and uh, you know we do. There's something called Thanksgiving Day coming up. Yes, and Christmas and New Year's. So uh, I think a lot of Americans. I know I got uh, and and I and I'm not kidding about this. I showed you this in my inbox, oh. my email inbox, mm-hmm. and I don't know what happened here. I have, I'm getting, I'm getting. 10 emails an hour from Herschel Walker.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: I'm not kidding. Close, so I, I'm a close personal friend. friend he must I'm be. getting them every second. one. No, I love Herschel Walker. I hope he wins. Right. So he can quit sending me 10 emails an hour. <laughs> well, maybe you just need to contribute to his election campaign, and it will stop. Well, I'm going to do that probably, <laughs> but that's on a private level. Yes. Uh, uh But I, you know, I think that uh, uh, now I did start giving, uh, I did start, getting emails from everybody. Laxalt was sending me emails too. Till it was Carrie Lake. Now it was sending oh, yeah. me emails. Right, yeah, you got like on a list. I, we all did. I, I was getting stuff. Yeah, but but 10 and, I, 10, yeah. And I, ten and I, Ten an hour. Well, no. One time it was twenty an hour. About three days ago. From Herschel Walker. You no, know, I would yeah, sit man. there and look at my inbox, and I could just sit back and relax and watch Herschel Walker. Herschel. Herschel Walker. Every minute. Every two minutes. Uh, yeah. It was. It was crazy. So,
4: Republican emails yes. instead of uh, Democrat emails or that the Republicans threaten you. They're like, you know, if you don't do this, we're going to come and, like, break your <laughs> right, kneecap. Right. Where the Democrats are like, hey, you know, if you all love everybody, right. let's chip in $2. That's know? Jenna
1: Ellis. Good morning, Jenna. Sorry <laughs> morning. I haven't introduced no, you No, that's yet. okay. No, you're right. Um, and I've learned the tricks, to the trade. I think we all have, right, to, to the emails. And I'm sure Democrats do this, too. That is, they send you emails because they're always losing. <laughs> oh yes, and yeah. unless, the world's going to collapse unless you contribute. They'll continue to lose.
4: My uh, my favorite are, uh, you know, Trump is going to have dinner with you tonight. You know? <laughs> right. if you you are his most important right. patriot,
1: Jenna. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I know. I know. Was that a was that a uh, we, y'all got those emails too then? The oh, yeah. 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 And I didn't understand. It's a trip to Mar a or something? Is that what it was? Or dinner at Mar-a if you give a certain amount you qualify for a lottery
4: for a or drawing probably. But you know, but then I never see anybody on Facebook or Twitter like, yeah. hey, I was the winner. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. I mean, did, right. nobody follows up on anything. True. True.
1: True. Well, uh, Jenna, uh, you're going to be our new uh, morning host on uh, Jenna Ellis in the morning.
4: Yes. Very excited.
1: January 2nd, right?
4: Yes. It's coming up really quickly. So right after the holidays and very excited to be part of the AFR family.
1: Now, you are uh, a native of Colorado. I am. So you were born and raised there?
4: I uh, Yes. So my My parents were part of the California wave that uh, first left in the 80s and went to Colorado, and so I've been there ever since. I'm one of the few conservatives that uh, has come out of the vicinity of Boulder, so it was really a, you know, shocking thing (laughs) that I'm actually conservative, but I attribute that to being uh, homeschooled all the way through.
1: So your family moved from Colorado, excuse me, from California to Colorado, and then uh, where did you go to college?
4: Uh, Colorado State actually so went uh, up in Fort Collins which we have the showdown of the Rockies there's the Buffs versus the Rams and Mm -hmm. you know I'm a girl so I didn't really pay attention to that and I don't care so that was fine (laughs) to to go and be part of the Rams
1: but now you went on to uh, get your law degree where
4: I did at University of Richmond out in Virginia and it was a great great school I had a really uh, spiders yes which God has a sense of humor because I'm the worst arachnophobic ever. And, <laughs> graduated
1: from the spiders.
4: Yes, and they had, you know, all of these ugly Halloween decorations all the time that you only have yeah. to, you know, see for a couple of weeks.
1: Right.
4: All year round on campus. These oh, giant because it's the spiders. spiders. Yeah, the yeah. The spiders. and and so my class ring actually came with a little encrusted spider <laughs> on it. And I thought, this wow. is sort of, I made wow. my peace with him. His name is Webster. And he's the <laughs> only spider that I'm okay with. But my mom will tell you, I absolutely hate spiders. Oh all right. So you mean like hilarious. scream
0: at or just don't, or just get Oh, scream show. at. Okay. Absolutely. A good spider
3: is a dead spider. Yes. By my house. Yeah,
4: oh have you ever seen that meme of like right. there was a spider and and the house is like burning down in the background? That's <laughs> yeah. me.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how you got rid of
1: him. Yes. We, we all have our, most of us have something that we're uh, extraordinarily afraid of. And my wife, she will wrestle a tiger. Okay. But mice, <laughs> huh? It is yeah. Mice and frogs. Creepy. I'm going like, it's a frog. Get it out of here. Frogs get it out of here. Too. Huh?
0: I, I, I can't, I can't really think of anything that I would say that I'm afraid of. you know, except I don't want to get eaten by a crocodile, you know, normal stuff.
1: No, and I think we all agree with that, Ed. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Or a tiger. Yeah. uh, Or a python. Or eaten by anything. Right. Yeah, but uh, eaten by a tiger. Well, we don't have tigers to wrestle against around around here. But, uh, okay, so, uh, Jenna, so much is going to be happening next year, right?
4: Yes, and it, uh, it's starting tonight, and you know we just right. had the midterms, and now all all of a sudden we have no breaks. We're just diving right into right. the presidential election cycle.
0: You were uh, the attorney for President Trump. We yes. need to let our listeners know that we have we have pretty high society here sitting (laughs) with us.
4: Well, I am just a girl from Colorado who loves the Lord, loves the Constitution, and was given an amazing opportunity to serve the highest office in the country and to uh, have a close-up view of the American presidency with the greatest president of my lifetime. And it was such an honor to serve.
0: So what was your position there uh, in the Trump Uh, White House
4: so I was on his campaign so as the senior legal advisor of the 2020 reelection campaign and then was personal counsel to him as well so did not actually work in the administration as a government job uh, was just outside
0: but like you were sharing uh, with our staff this morning when you were introduced to the staff that uh, one time the president just sent word to you say hey come come over and hang out and you hung out with him for three or four hours yeah, it's not talking politics, just
4: well, you know, talking about really anything that was on his mind, yeah. <laughs> which which covers politics and just about everything. But uh, some of the greatest memories that I have of that era was, you know, going to see my client in his office and uh, that happened to be the Oval Office, which is always amazing. And, you know, you get the Diet Coke with the presidential seal on it and uh, you know and sit there and talk. And he is exactly the same one on one as he is in all of his rallies where he's just talking to fifty thousand of his closest friends right Um, that's exactly how he is and my other favorite memory was uh, the first year that i started working for him i was um, invited to the christmas party and he asked me if i was bringing someone was like yeah i don't want you to come by yourself it's awesome and everything i told my dad was flying out with me from colorado and he remembered that and when i got there with my dad uh the social secretary uh greeted us and said the president has asked to meet your father. Oh wow. And so we were escorted down to the diplomatic room downstairs and it was just me and my dad and, and uh he is and an engineer is a teddy bear. He's, he's just wonderful. Love him and, and he looked at me goes, you know, what do I say? <laughs> and I was like, just be like, you know, make America great again. Like you know, he'll talk. It's fine. <laughs> By then I was pretty <laughs> used to it. Um but the president comes in and I introduce them and I say, you know, Mr President, this is my dad, Dave Ellis, and you know, he shakes his hand he goes, Dave you're a really good looking guy, <laughs> and my dad just started he goes, but I had to meet you because I wanted to tell you from one father to another that I am so proud of your daughter. Wow.
0: And he said that to your dad?
4: Yeah. And, and my dad, you know, has been the champion of, of really my ministry. I don't think I have a career. It's always been a ministry and has, um, been an advocate and champion of my calling in law since I was 14. I knew I wanted to be a lawyer and to have, you know, the most powerful man in the world, the president of the United States, um, affirm that and tell him that was really incredible. And he has a great picture in his office of the three of us uh, that are standing there. And he signed it uh, to Dave, a great daughter.
0: Can I, can I just toss one more question in here? No, go you, ahead. You and Walker got no, to have dinner with Oh, no, go ahead. So, Ask all right. away. Serious question. And if you do not want to answer this, I understand because you're, you, I'm being serious. You're... A friend of the president so you may want to keep this between you and him a lot of our listeners would want to ask this that I'm gonna ask you and that is uh, most we all have so much uh, praise for the president for what he did when he was in office but we're also concerned for the state of his soul I I I would anything you could share it if you can't I understand that if it's personal uh, what uh, what does he think about Christianity? is Is he a Christian? Do you see the question?
4: I'm... Yes, and I truly believe that he is a Christian. and I, I have seen that evidence um, in private and in public. and one of my favorite stories that I that I will share, um, of course, there are some private moments that uh, we we had an opportunity to talk about things of the Lord and, and of that nature. but um, some of you would will remember that I represented uh, Pastor John MacArthur. Uh, as well as Donald Trump in the same time period, which is, you know, two very different people. Uh, but when I was uh, out in California at one point, uh, the president called me and I told him I was there with Pastor MacArthur. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, put him on the phone. And, and I'm sitting there thinking, <laughs> OK, here we go, you know. And, right. um, right. and, and, but that interaction and how much love The president showed to John MacArthur for standing firm that the church is essential. He understands not only religious freedom, but the importance of the church in society. And being uh, the greatest pro-life advocate in the Oval Office in really modern history, to me, I think, speaks volumes of where he's really at.
0: Okay. Good. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that.
2: One of the All things that right. ahead, uh, ahead. one of the things that I admired about uh, President Trump, he made good on his promises. Yes. And when he promised to move the U.S. embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, many presidents have done that, but Donald Trump did that.
1: Uh, you mean have made uh, overtures or said that they would do this
2: during the campaigns? They right. said, but, but, I, but "I will do never, that," but they never did. But Donald, did. Trump, Donald did Trump did Trump that. Did and. Yeah. Uh, uh, can you talk a little bit about his love for israel and the jewish people
4: yeah he um he really understands that as well and i think that was also reflected in uh, his foreign policy in a lot of different ways but then also um being the president to go in person and that picture in that moment at the wailing wall and um and of course his son-in-law uh jerry kushner and um and ivanka uh, you know they're they're jewish and um and to see the love that he has um, for the nation of Israel and the understanding of that relationship uh, with America, I think, is very profound. And he certainly uh, not only had an understanding of what it means to be an American, but also the importance of America being a world leader. And part of that is, of course, uh, loving the country of Israel as well.
1: Amen. Wow. Talking to Jenna Ellis, uh, she's a constitutional attorney, former president. Uh, counsel for president trump and uh she is our new host here of jenna ellis in the morning on american family radio starting january 2nd and uh, we look forward to that um that daily show and um you know you having been in you've been in washington now what two three years four years
4: maybe? yeah about almost four years incredibly
1: so uh you you know you get to know people in the conservative movement right and so that'll be a big asset for our listeners for jenna to have access to a lot of people that uh, they would benefit from hearing from and uh so we just look forward to the insights you bring and i know that you know what separates american family radio and we're not the only uh, uh, radio network necessarily that does this though is that we want to bring a biblical worldview to the issues of the day. Uh, Now we don't always, maybe we don't always get there, but that's our goal. That's our mission. So we're not just talking about politics for politics sake or, or beat this group or this group wins and our team wins. Yay. We're doing this. uh, uh, The overarching reason we, our ministry exists is to promote uh, a biblical worldview to the broader culture You came in today uh, to visit us for the first time here in our studios in Tupelo, Jenna, and you you referenced our sign out front, Yes, which is a tribute to my dad who founded this ministry 40, almost 45, well, 45 years ago. Well, whenever 1977 was, right, 45 45 years ago and it's called the Don Wildman Center for Cultural Transformation and you said you love that, right?
4: Yes. And because that's what it's all about is to continue to transform the culture to what? Come into a saving knowledge of the truth. Because so many people ask, well why does truth matter anymore? Well, do you want the true answer or the false one? Hmm. And so everything that we do is not just about siloed tribalism in party politics. It has to be broader than that and winning in the context of the Christian faith should always mean that we are changing hearts and minds to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And, of course, we have to be engaged citizens. We have to understand what's going on in politics and culture. But how do we analyze that? How do we right. engage in culture? That has to be from a truthful, biblical worldview.
1: Amen, sister. Yep. Well, we're looking forward to the new show. and Me too. And just glad you are able to. Had you ever been to Mississippi before?
4: I have. In fact, the last time I was here was just a couple weeks ago with uh, our good friends at Concerned Women for America, my dear friend Penny Nance, we did a She Prays, She Votes 12-state bus tour, and so we're in Mississippi uh, to celebrate the Dobbs decision that ultimately started here and then became... Uh, ultimately the repealing of roe versus wade which i never thought i would see in my lifetime i hope and prayed for it yeah, you're but not alone. you know that is no matter what happened last tuesday and how everybody said the abortion issue played into the midterms regardless of that we had a historic right transformational generational right. win with that and it started in mississippi
1: yeah amen all right thanks jenna thank, thank you appreciate it. thank
4: you so much for having me
1: <laughs> you're welcome jenna ellis joining us and uh We'll be talking to Jenna more as we get closer to the uh, uh, debut of her show. Uh, I'm Tim Wildman with Chris Woodward, Ed Battagliano, and Fred Jackson. Uh, Go ahead. Chris, what's your next story?
3: Let's uh, let's take a moment to travel across the uh, ocean and talk about... I thought about you were going to th-
1: say travel across time.
3: <laughs> no, not yet. Chris, time and give was, it space. It'd would be, give it be time. interesting. <laughs> I wanted to uh, bring up a couple of sound bites here I've got from Todd Nettleton of Voice of the Martyrs. He was on AFA at the Core, one of our many afternoon programs on AFR. Uh, and Todd was talking about various uh, situations facing Christians uh, in countries, including China. We often talk about the problems that we have here where... A government, or a government official or a bureaucrat says, hey, I don't want you to do this or that in church. And while those things are unfair, they pale in comparison to things that our brothers and sisters in Christ are having to face in countries like China. So let's begin here. Uh, this is Todd Nettleton a Voice of the Martyrs on AFA at the Core talking about Christians in China. Clip three down, more pastors thrown in prison, more control of religious expression. We've seen over the last 10 years, the Chinese government come in and say, hey, we want you as a church, even the registered church, even the legal churches, we want you to put a camera on your platform facing the audience in your church, facing the congregation so that we can monitor who's there. What are they doing? How fervent do they seem in the service? And, you know, a lot of Christians, even again in the registered church, said, no, we're not going to allow your camera here. Well, We're going to close down your church then. Now, he went on to tell Fred, Todd Nettleton did, uh, he went on to tell Fred that there has even been a push to replace portraits of Jesus with pictures of Xi Jinping. So, again, we have problems in this country where people are told you shouldn't do this or that in the name of COVID and whatever. This is just awful, what our siblings in the faith are having to face there.
2: You know, in that interview with Todd yesterday, I had the opportunity, we talked about Christians in Afghanistan, we talked about Christians in China, So I asked Todd, you know, are you starting to see, you observe these things in other countries, what Christians are facing, are you starting to see some moves in our government, our government agencies that should serve as a warning to us here that we shouldn't take our religious freedoms for granted? And he said, there's no question about it. Uh, That uh, the government trying to explore the sources of your worldviews, Yeah and your world your christian worldview more and more being described as a danger to society for instance when it comes to homosexuality right that your views are moving from the platform uh, we agreed to disagree to a platform that says no you're a problem that society has to deal with and uh, and so uh, i think christians in this country need to be aware of that We hear these stories and we pray for our brothers and sisters, Afghanistan, China, other countries. But also, we need to be aware that there is a growing movement right here in the United States of America to really start punishing Christians for what they believe. And we're starting to see it in court cases, you know, with the Baronelle Stutzmans, you know, for what she believes, shutting down her business there in Washington State. But I think we're also starting to see it when it comes to parents to object to what their kids are being taught in school. Right. And they're being dismissed. We saw that whole incident in Loudoun County in Virginia where the attorney general of the United States was notified uh, by the school board and starting to treat parents concerned about what their kids are being taught or about uh, a transsexual boy being allowed to go into a girl's washroom as somehow a threat to democracy. Yeah, well, you
0: know, biblically speaking, in the the first epistle of John, John's first epistle, that toward the ends of the Bible there, folks, uh, if you've read it, uh, he talks about the spirit of Antichrist. Yes. Okay, and that whether you're talking about China, North Korea, Iran, some of these other places, or the United States, all around the world, the spirit of Antichrist is at work to try to detract people to do to detract from the glory of god to distract people from christ as savior and then to to try to oppress the church and so whether it's these kinds of uh tactics being done in china which are very open or what's happening in this country christians need to be aware that we're not wrestling against flesh and blood this is a spiritual war but you cannot you cannot yield ground to that spirit wherever you are mm-hmm. and in places like China for the story that Chris brought up, the cost is so great for these Christians. And yet you can't even get Christians in this country to go to the polls and vote. I mean, that, I, that's t- stunning. Some, to me. Some some. Yes. Yeah. So it's, uh, I think it's, uh, half, half of Christians are not even registered and half of those who are registered generally do not go to the polls. So. Cause this is
1: not our world, Ed. <laughs> come on man
0: yes that's that's what we hear all the time and I and I want and I want to exhort Christians right this is yes this is politics that it is a worldly uh temper temporal. Ex, ex, temp, temporal exercise but there's a spiritual war represented in it we're talking about the spirit of Antichrist if you can vote to try to restore moral values and head off the control of this country and the control of children and that maintain freedom, man, maintain freedom. So folks, you've got to see this as a spiritual war because that's yeah. what the apostle John said it was.
1: Listen, uh, who doesn't want, uh, a better life for their children Are there? or in our case, uh, except for Chris here, our grandchildren. Right. And you don't want to see America, the land of the free, the home of the brave, uh, go down the tubes. Not if you love your neighbor, you don't. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, there's a reason people pour into our country from all over the world, and and there's a reason we're the envy of the world. It's not just because we have more money, generally speaking. Our way of life, our standard of living is, uh, is, you know, in the top 90 percentile. Of the world uh, it's it, yes those things matter but it's because of freedom and liberty and opportunity and uh, you know and and you have civil rights and you have the you have the Constitution the Declaration of Independence the Bill of Rights I mean you have uh, you have these uh, things that you don't have in, in uh, I say things that's inarticulate but these virtues, these values, these, uh, blessings that, uh, have not existed in human history. And, and yet for the, for 200 years, plus now 250, we're getting close, right? Uh, 17, 1789. 17... Uh, how long have we been around now? 1770, well, 1789, the constitution, yeah. but anyway, my point is that, uh, we stand to lose these freedoms. If we're, if we do, and if we do, I I don't think there's going to be a new, there's nowhere else to sail to. There's 233 years Mm -hmm. that, uh, that, uh, America's, that's when the constitution was given to us. Right. Right. The, which is different from 1776, which is going to be declared independent. Right. So, uh, those things matter. If you care about your children, your grandchildren, uh, we are in a spiritual war and, uh that includes the political ramifications of uh, decisions that we make as a as a people. Uh, that's why it's important to get involved and be informed. And that's what we do here, each and every day, here at American Family Radio. All right, we are out of time for this hour, Chris. I just thank you, sir. Thank you. Sorry, you had to take. You overprepared for this hour.
3: Oh no, that's what you do. Okay, get ready to go in case. it's okay. needed.
1: All right, Ed and Fred will, and I shall return. And I or me? Come on, guys. Uh,
2: Ed and I will we, return. We will return. <laughs> we <laughs> Punt. That, <laughs> I, I, I,
1: we will return in five minutes. Stay with us.
4: The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.